0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: We started to get into this in the 3 o'clock hour, and we got sidetracked by the uh, Cleveland Browns' villainy of it all. Uh, But you were explaining earlier in the show something Lima said today about the running backs in the the Super Bowl, championship running backs over the last couple years. We're going to go ahead and play that and react to the back end. As far as Philadelphia, we didn't get a chance to ask John Marks. So they apparently, according to everybody I've heard from Philly, they say they're just going to move on from Miles Sanders at the end of the year. It's been a big-time weapon for them at running back. And... I, I don't want to make everything a Eric Nick comes. Chubb conversation, but Philadelphia is running the exact offense that I hear our fans say we want to run. I do wonder, as the cap is going to become a bigger and bigger issue for the Browns going forward, and if your offense is going to be like Philadelphia's, do you necessarily, if you are looking for value at certain positions, Miles Sanders is not Nick Chubb. Like, Let me be abundantly, make that abundantly clear, but if they win a Super Bowl with this guy. Do you think fans will ever be able to put aside the emotion of we love Nick Chubb. I we won't... love everything that he stands for. Gotta... The Eagles, that's one of their main weapons. They seem to be fine with taking him out of the equation because they feel like their offense is good enough. Well, they seem to be fine with taking him out. They seem to be fine with taking him out of the equation. We'll find out yeah, coming up on we'll Sunday see. afterwards. So, I actually don't think I I know Lima has been on the Nick Chubb thing for a while. I do think the biggest question the Browns have to answer, and it, they can't wait till the 2023 season to answer it,
2: it's do Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson fit together? A, and actually, maybe... Yeah, it's, the, bit, it's it's an important question that needs to be answered, and I know Browns fans, because I'm even seeing the tweets about this when we even bring up the conversation, they're like, no, nah, we need to build this team around Nick Chubb.
1: They're not going to do and that. It, it, no, and you shouldn't. Well, I think you even saw it. I mean, let, let's be real fair here. None of us have been happy with the usage of Nick Chubb with Kevin Stefanski. Right. Whether it is touches in any individual game, whether it's the styles of run, which, I mean, some of the stuff they did with Deshaun, asking Nick to get the ball out of, you know, the shotgun. And, like, there are ways around it. We've had guests talk about the pistol formation, which is kind of a – it's a closer shotgun. So Nick Chubb would get the ball a little bit closer to uh, the line of scrimmage. If the Browns are really going to go full spread, they really have to ask themselves, is Nick Chubb still in our plans? And I don't want the answer to be no. I will be furious if they get rid of Nick Chubb. For one, I don't think you're going to get commensurate value for a player of that skill, given his age, given uh, the injury, like the far back injury history, already had a knee injury, given what he's being paid. Like what the... What the 49ers traded for uh, Christian McCaffrey. I don't think you're getting that if you trade Nick Chubb. So I personally think it could be a huge mistake. But this is a, this is a team that is paying him a lot of money. And if you can't maximize him, or if he doesn't fit the offense you're going to try and play in, it's just common sense that you would have those conversations and maybe say... Uh, let's see if there's value for him on the open
2: market. I I think that that is a conversation that certainly has to be had inside that building. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't I don't think that any fan wants to see Nick Chubb gone, but I think you also have to realize value and think does he fit?
1: Yeah. I, well, and and with that idea of of fit, I, I'll just say this: I don't think the Browns should make the decision between Deshaun and, and Nick Chubb. I think a good organization can look at the pieces and say, I don't care that Nick Chubb is one for one, not a guy you see in other spread formations or or, or that you're only going to run the ball 20 times a game versus 35 times a game. Good organizations hoard talent and find a way to get the best out of that talent. To me, if the Browns were to move on from Nick Chubb this offseason or even, honestly, even next offseason, the only reason why I think it's important now is if you're it doesn't make sense that you'd rebuild the entire offense from from scratch and then next offseason be like, "Well, Nick doesn't fit." Right. You know now whether Nick fit of Nick course. will fit the the system or not. 100%. But I think it will be a great indictment on Kevin Stefanski if he can't make Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson work together.
2: Well, he'll lose his job.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, no, I mean, there's a there's a scenario in which he builds this around Deshaun Watson, Deshaun helps you win next year, Nick Chubb has a subpar year, and then the Browns just go ahead and move on from Nick Chubb. Which would be such a disservice. (laughs) Like, this is the thing that any team in the NFL would have chose to go from Baker Mayfield to Deshaun Watson. Literally any team. But it feels like the Browns made the decision and then said, we'll work the rest out later. Yeah. And if they were to waste Nick Chubb trying to fit a square peg into a round hole instead of just figuring out how to maximize both guys, man, even if they won, it'd be tough not to be pretty pissed at them. Because not only is Nick Chubb a incendiarily good running back. He's also seems to be everything we've wanted from the Browns organization since they came back. Yeah. He's elite at his position. He seems to be a phenomenal teammate and a phenomenal guy. We've never heard anything about him off the field. And all he does is run the damn ball well. And again, I want to make it clear. I, I think Lima's probably right. I think you're having concepts about fit. I think it's apparent that the last six games of this year, those two guys weren't fitting together. It's my same thing about Amari uh, Cooper. I don't think during those six games, those two guys, their styles fit. Now, can they make it work with more reps and getting to know each other? Yes. But I think part of the difficulty for Deshaun was he has a number 1 receiver and they didn't have a connection. It's tough to work around that. It's tough to get over that if you don't have a connection with a player. And by the way, they spent the entire offseason working on that connection. This isn't this isn't like uh this isn't like a relationship. All right? Okay. You don't spend 6 months together on an intensive basis. Then you go away for three months, and all of a sudden the connection is lost.
2: This isn't long-distance relationship. It's not like going and marrying Gloria? No, this is not like marrying
1: Gloria Vanderbilt for before her she money. Died. Before she died. Before she died. And then going back to my wife. This is nothing like that. If you have connection with him, if you've built a rapport, that does sustain even time off. And you know how I know? Because we've seen it happen in NFL games where quarterbacks miss two months and they pick up with a the, with the wide receiver that they click with. So the same thing I feel about Amari. You have okay, um, I like Amari. I don't think he's an elite number 1 receiver. I think he's still one of the 40 best receivers in the NFL. And honestly, I think he's one of the most underrated uh, wide receivers in the NFL. But if he doesn't fit with Deshaun and at some point that's going to break, it will never get, it is what it is. Well, then you have to wonder, can we find a better fit? I think the unfortunate thing is, and Lyman is right, you have to ask the same thing with and by the way, it's not Nick Chubb. It's literally everybody on that roster. Do your offensive linemen are they going to be able to block for a guy that moves around the pocket as much as Deshaun Watson will? Do you have enough uh is David Njoku the right fit? Now, my ass would have been doing this last offseason. I, I
2: think Njoku is the
1: right fit. No, I know I'm just I'm just saying, like you have to do this with literally every player. And you're going to be doing this with Kevin Stefanski. My frustration is, you probably should have thought that before you paid Amari twenty million dollars last year, and are about to pay him another twenty this right. year. You probably should have thought about that with Nick Chubb last off season. Uh, if you didn't think the offensive system was a fit, the final six games of this year, you probably should have thought of that too. No kidding. For an organization that's this smart, I don't know why we're. Ha- I know why we're having these conversations now. I don't know why they didn't happen last offseason. That's concerning for a team that I still think has the talent right to do stuff next year. 2165780092. So, under the idea of Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson, should we should we be concerned that those two don't fit? That the things that the Browns want to do
2: offensively, the spread offense the Nick Chubb might they not fit. I, I'm just here's the thing. I don't know, and this may sound crazy to a lot of people out there, but we watch these offenses in the NFL. The teams that really have the the, the high end quarterbacks, and the way that the game has changed, like it's a passing league, right? Mm-hmm. Running backs. How many running backs on any given team, a really good team, are getting 20 carries a game? It's rare. It, it is, but those guys like.
1: It feels like those guys are the perfect medicine to, like, an average
2: or slightly above-average quarterback.
1: Yeah, I just— It's it's Dalvin Cook in Minnesota. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is a really good quarterback. Right, I don't think he's Dalvin a franchise Cook's quarterback. Right, a
2: much different style of runner than Nick Chubb.
1: That's fair. Um, it's it's Derrick Henry, and— Yeah, but look how far they've gotten. Well, no, but— Or have but not gotten. It's, it's Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Who, who, again, is a really good quarterback. He's not a franchise quarterback. Well, also, he was hurt this year, too, so— uh, I just mean like the and last in general. Yeah. yeah,
2: I mean, we got them the AFC Championship game.
1: Let's go. Bill, real quick, Bill, what you got for well, us? It, well, there's you, you made a statement that I'm not
3: sure is correct, and that is uh, the Browns are a smart team. Uh, <laughs> if you look at their drafting, Nick, it's pretty atrocious. And, and you have to compare it in order to be able to say that. And that is, look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, no running back they had this year was as good as Chubb or Cream Hunt, none either one. And the Chiefs right now would love to have Cream Hunt. Cream Hunt's 27 years of age. The the Browns never used him correct in a good season. Uh, Hunt had with the Kansas City Chiefs, all, 57 receptions out of the backfield. He ran over 275 times. And look at the wide receivers. The wide receivers are a hodgepodge of a bunch of different people. And you know what? They coach them up. They know what they can do. They know what they can't do. And the problem is is the, chief, uh, the Browns can't seem to get maximum benefit out of anybody except maybe Chubb a little bit, but it, and, and that's coaching. That's coaching. So I will push back a little bit is, is that I'm not sure they're a smart team. A smart team is like Kansas C. Chiefs who gets maximum. Heck, they had a guy catch just the other day, a pass by the name of Kemp. He's been on the team four years. I didn't even know the guy was alive.
1: <laughs> okay. Bill, we appreciate it, buddy. Thank, Thank you, you so guys. much.
3: You're, you guys are great. Thanks,
1: Bill. You're a good man. Patrick on Twitter said, every team that is good is built around their quarterback. Uh, in B-Kansas City, you run your offense around your quarterback or look at Philly, what they run uh, with their quarterback does best. The reason why we've never been able to do that is our quarterback sucks. Um, yeah, I think I will say there were – I have a different view on the last six games of this year with Deshaun than I think most people do. Um, I think people have, have – have I think people, instead of comparing where he started to where he finished, I think every game after probably the Bengals game, people were, is Deshaun playing like a franchise quarterback or not? I think the guy got better in the last half of the season – or the last half of his games. Yeah. I just think the box score doesn't tell you it because he, there were enough turnovers that it kind of um, skews how we actually played. So I say that to say, if the Browns are trying to move forward, there is a part of me. This team is has already talked about, we got to build, rebuild the offense from the ground up from Deshaun Watson. Okay, that probably should have happened a year ago, but okay, going into this year, how much do you tear down or how much can you really base what you're going to do next year off the the last six games
2: of this year right like like I, like we as fans base a lot of it off mm-hmm. of what we saw after six games but we're not in that building we don't know i mean you would imagine what what do you do in the nfl you 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 watch the tape
1: and you draw conclusions from the tape But how can you draw conclusions from the tape if if it was 700 days in between games, if his first game was the 13th game or 12th game that everybody played in against the teams you're playing against? Like, I think that's the – I think to some degree the Browns are in a catch-22 here. I think you have enough to kind of gauge where he was, and hopefully that's enough to kind of push off and plant and – You've got a, a, a strong foot going forward. But is, it, is it enough to make decisions on the roster around Deshaun? And I don't know. Because they because they felt it wasn't enough to make a decision on Kevin Stefanski.
2: I don't think they're going to make any rash decisions like this before the season begins. I think it's something that could happen midseason. Mm-hmm. They could be like six games in, like this is not working. I think you should probably know right now. Oh, I what, think you what, probably should know well, right now. Well,
1: for Nick. For Nick specifically, you, you can, or you, Nick Chubb? Nick, Nick Chubb, not Nick Wilson. That be Nikki great. Dubs, not Nicky Dubs. Nicky Chubs. Um, you should know if he's going to fit what you do. He's been in the system. He's been in this of uh, this building for so long, and I kind of feel like with Kevin Stefanski, it's part and parcel with his gig that he could be strung along, uh, to figure out if he's the right guy for, 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 for Deshaun. It, I don't like the idea of, well, we're going to see if it works with Nick Chubb. Either you make it work or you make an unpopular decision. Anything in between I, I think shows a lack of leadership. And I honestly, I think it's disrespectful to Nick. I don't think moving on from Nick Chubb is disrespectful. I don't want them to do it. I would be pissed if they did because I just want them to make it
2: work with two great players. Yeah, and, and listen, I'm not – at the end of the day, all we want to do is win. Mm-hmm. And There's a song about that. DJ Collie. All we do is win. All we win. do is win, 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 no matter what. Are you distracted? You were me. making such a good point. I'm so I sorry. I know. And now I don't even have the points.
1: Let Let's go to Gary. I'll give you time Just to gather me. your thoughts. I'm rarely making points. It works, it works.
2: Gary,
4: what's Gary, up, buddy? What's up, bud? Hey, 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 guys. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, hey, hey. Look, man, I don't even know why we're having this discussion. Nick, you got that devil on one shoulder, and then you got the angel on the other side just can't figure out which way you want to go. Who's who? Look, you got to go with Nick Chubb, man. you got a two-way combo back. He can catch out the backfield, and they haven't utilized that at all.
1: Because they don't think he can catch out of the backfield.
4: But that's crazy because nobody else is catching out the backfield. I haven't seen Ford or nobody else come out the backfield and do anything. I mean, Kareem did. Well, but Kareem did, but then they didn't utilize him well either, so – you know, it's too many pots in the room, so you've got to trim the fat. So if you're going to trim the fat, keep the best. Assets are assets. You don't get rid of assets. And if you got a bat that can get you 100 yards a game and still get you about 60 yards in the air or more, a few touchdowns, you don't get rid of that. You get rid of all that other stuff that you don't need.
1: You Gary, know. Gary, real quick. Mm-hmm.
4: Do pots have fat? Yeah, they do. If you put a neck bone or something in there.
1: All right. I didn't know if I didn't know if we were cooking or butchering,
2: but I'm glad you got us there, Gary. Put a neck bone in anything.
1: I mean, I tend to be where Gary is, which is you don't give up elite talent in the NFL. You you just spend it. You know, it's like people who are like, well, you don't have enough assets to build a great defense, so trade miles to get the assets to build a great defense. But trading miles is antithetical to having a great defense. So. That's where I am, but if you're not going to use him, then send him somewhere where he is going to be used. They didn't do a good enough job, and they haven't, and maybe it's because they had Kareem there as well. They have not gotten enough out of Nick Chubb. It's a guy who had, what, 1,500 rushing yards this year? And you can say, I bet you we could find another 3, 4, 500. I bet you if he was in Detroit or if he was in Tennessee or if he was in a place where running was the premium, it was a part of the identity, like it was like three years ago, I don't think we'd be having questions about his usage. So this is the catch-22. I think a good organization would figure out how to make it work with Nick Chubb and Deshaun Watson without the a year from now saying ah just we just it didn't fit you either know or you don't know with that guy specifically but also if you're going to use Nick Chubb to run him 15 times a game while paying or, or, him
2: or 13 times
1: or thir- while paying him 15 million dollars a year
2: it's not you're not getting the value out of it you in some ways you're you're showing your ass and telling on yourself like what's he going to do on 12 to 15 carries a game I mean, I think he'll still be productive, but is it enough productivity that you couldn't get it from Jerome Ford? Look at limiting the touches for for Kareem.
1: It, it's hurt his value. Yeah, that guys like Chubb, guys like Hunt, are rhythm runners. The more carries you give them, the better and the stronger that they get. So if you're gonna say, "Hey, hey Nick, here's twelve runs to here's twelve rushes today." You're not going to get the most out of that player. And I continue to come back to, because I we have Dom on. Dom, we're not going to be able to get to you in this segment. Uh, and the comment is, you know, we need to stick with run heavy. It ain't happening. You got Deshaun Watson. The days of running 30 times a game are probably over, or at least doing it every week are probably over, because that's not the style of offense. Look at what – they run 30 times in Philly. Jalen Hurts has 17 of those carries. <sighs>